Yo, what's up, everybody? It's your favorite podcast, Get a Bucket. I'm your host, Trey. Thank you. I always appreciate the love you I hope you all are having a wonderful day today. I know I am. It's nice. It's a little sunny. I'll take it. You know, like, it's it's been decent-ish weather now. Last week, it was real nice. It was real good. I also even... Y'all might even hate me for this a little bit. Hate might be a strong word. But I've been playing a little basketball. Yep, I found a court that was open. I'm not going to give a location. I'm not going to have it shut down. I saw another court that had like the uh, rim kind of blocked off. But this one is is okay. And I got to admit, I wasn't in as bad a shape as I thought I was. Uh, my legs are quite sore, though. I, gotta, I, I can't hold you. I played for like two and a half, three hours. So, but yeah, you know, things are opening up a little bit more. And uh, hopefully we can get some sports working because, oh, my God, playing was like, it was the, it, it, it was what I needed. It was, it was really what I needed. So with all that being said, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and get started right on into the show. You know what time it is. Quarter one, the last dance, episode nine. I'm going to be honest with y'all. The whole series was phenomenal. But uh, one thing I learned about the episode 9 was a two-part thing that I want to talk about real quick. So the Pacers and the Jazz were the greatest threats to the Bulls in the 90s, hands down. They were the toughest teams that the Bulls had to face, without question. Like Reggie Miller on the on the Pacers, and then you had Carl Malone and John Stockton on the on the Jazz. Like, come on, dude. Those, all, of the, all of those players are Hall of Famers, easily. And you had Rick Smith, who was a uh, all-star at the time, like, you're playing against quality teams, right? And then, and mind you, Reggie Miller is like a Clay Thompson, just less defense and a little more playmaking. You might think like Steph Curry, but not as much playmaking as Steph Curry, right? And then also, you had the playmaking of Mark Jackson, ironically, who was the coach of both Clay and Steph. Then on the Jazz side, again, I stated you had the quality one-two punch of John Stockton and Carl Malone. I mean, the top assist, one of the top assist men in the history of the game, and the second leading scorer in the history of the game. That's tough to beat. Like that's so tough to beat, dude. And you had quality players surrounding them too. Like that. Yeah, sure. The league might have might have been a little poor in terms of talent-wise because you know you had a little extension play like. Like you, you, I'm sorry, the NBA had more teams that year, so the talent might have been down, but this Jazz team was tough, dude, and if it wasn't for Jordan, they would be recognized a little bit better, and like, I'm, I'm giving them a lot of credit, and, and you got, I do, for me personally as a Laker and Kobe fan, to give Carl Malone some credit, bro, like, because this is the same man who's, I, mind you, his nickname is the Mailman, right? I'm going to put it in this terms. This is the same man who tried to deliver some mail to Vanessa Bryant's mailbox. If you can catch my drift. And he worked at the same post office as Kobe. Like, come on, bro. You you, 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 you foul for that. Like, I'm sorry, Carl, but I got to call a spade a spade, bro. Like, great player, you know, Hall of Famer, phenomenal. But trifling as hell. I, I, I can't hold you. But again, I like episode nine. It showcased two great teams, and in all honesty, it kind of helped bolster them up a little bit too, because they don't get talked about as much. So again, I like the fact that this documentary was able to highlight 
these two quality teams. Because a lot of people tried to make the case that Jordan didn't face a lot of tough teams in his second stint. Like, he had some tough times. He had some tough battles. Quarter two. Episode 10 breakdown. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, the series finale was phenomenal, and I hate the fact that it came to a conclusion. However, this one, this one, this one was pretty deep. Was breaking up the Bulls the right thing to do? Now, Jordan and the Bulls completed their run in 1998, alright? At the end of the episode, Jordan states that he wishes they made an attempt at a seventh championship. And that's talking about the Shaq, Kobe, and Tim Duncan era. Like that's what we're talking. Like that's where he's crossing over into, which is a little tough. I ain't gonna hold you. Like those are those, those are some big names too. All right, I understand Jordan's a goat, but damn it, we gotta give respect to these boys as well. So let's break down. Let, let, let's look at this for example, right? The Lakers repeated, and that team broke up, right? And then after that, Shaq won a championship, but he wasn't the same after that. Uh, you know, some retooling was needed, right? And uh, shoot, you can even say the same thing for the Warriors, to be honest with you. Like, granted, it was a different scenario, but they still needed to retool, right? Now, both of these teams are different scenarios from the Bulls, but the Bulls were going to eventually need to retool in order to contend against the Spurs and the Lakers like that same team is not going to get over the hump I'm sorry like they, 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 they just weren't gonna do it now if we break down both teams the Spurs they had David Robinson and Tim Duncan like ladies and gentlemen th these are the twin towers we're talking about like these are two Hall of Famers that were in the post they had Dennis Rodman or the Bulls had Dennis Rodman and 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 Kukoc, that's not stopping those two players, right? I, I'm I'm sorry, that's easy to call. And I get Pippen and Jordan are great, but I mean the Spurs also had Avery Johnson, who's a quality point guard, and then they had some decent wings who can score and defend a little bit, a little bit. Like Jordan's still gonna get his, and I'm not, I'm I'm not denying that. But how are they gonna stop Tim Duncan and David Robinson? I I. They beat the Jazz because, you know, Carl Malone was one. It was, he was doing the, most of the scoring. However, if you look at David Robinson and Tim Duncan, that's two postmen as opposed to one postman on the Jazz. So that might be a little tough. I'm just saying, it, they could still win. They could still win, but it'd be interesting. Now, with the Lakers, you had already a template where Shaq and Penny beat Jordan. Granted, Jordan just came back out of retirement. I get it. But they still beat them. Now back like at this at the, in 2000, this was the Lakers' first championship. Kobe was better than Penny, and Shaq was better than what he was at that current time. On top of that, we have a quality team, and you have Phil Jackson as the head coach. I'm sorry, I I don't I I don't see the Bulls winning. That's two extra years on. This team, nah, I don't see, I don't see you winning a seventh or eighth championship, boss. I'm, I'm sorry. I think Jordan retired when he should have, <laughs> or if you get that T Mac to Scottie Pippen trade, then we might be having a different discussion. But again, 
I don't see Jordan and the Bulls team that we just saw in the documentary winning a seventh chip. Like, you should have won it when you, in those two years that you retired, you shouldn't have retired, you should have won it then, or when you came back out of retirement. Those are, those are three years you should have won it and you weren't able to. So, I mean, it's tough, you're still the GOAT, but you were not going to get those seven. You were not going to get a seventh starting from 1999 on, in my opinion. Halftime, get your popcorn. You know what time it is. I ain't going to go through the list. Look, I just want to give a quick shout out to How to Get Away with Murder. It's a TV show that just reached its conclusion. It was an excellent series finale. That's right, I said it. An excellent series finale. I recommend it. It's ten, it, two thumbs up, 10 out of 10. And look, if you love murder, if you love mystery, if you love lawyer type shows, it, go see it, please. Viola Davis and company, you guys did a tremendous job. I appreciate you. I'm sorry I jumped on the bandwagon late. I was like a Warriors fan in 2017. I do apologize for that. And I mean, oh my God, like I've always wanted, like if it wasn't for the reading and the crappy hours, I would be a lawyer. Now I've worked crappy hours before, but they were crappy hours. So again, it, it, I was able to, you know, kind of be a lawyer through you guys. It was similar, like it was, it was similar to Suits, the show. Uh, I, I just appreciate shows that like, like this. So again, thank you all, and I hope I, I wish nothing but the best for you guys, for, for you guys, and anything I see you guys, and I'm gonna continue. I'm gonna continue to support it because it was a wonderful show. Quarter three, Jordan's MVPs. I was watching first take today, and I was actually thinking about this beforehand, but um, they did give me a little inspiration, so I did want to give a little credit when credit's due. And uh, I got to say, there were five people that I really wanted to uh, speak on who stay, like who I believe actually influenced Jordan into, into becoming who he turned out to be. So. This is in no order at all whatsoever. Just, again, I just want to say these are five people. There's a lot of them, but these are five people I think are, you can actually highlight and make a strong case for, right? Uh, David Falk. He is his agent, and he essentially is the one person, along with his parent, Jordan's parents, to convince Jordan to, to not sign with Adidas like Jordan wanted to and sign with Nike. As a result... Jordan's pockets got fatter like his his wallet you know what I'm saying is, is quite smooth like he's good to go his bank is is, is, is straight so uh, uh we give a shout out to him because you know you gotta get that bag get that paper get that skrilla get that money now Phil Jackson you gotta throw Phil up here because yeah Jordan was a great player tremendous score but Phil gave something that, you know, Jordan would not have obtained easily. And that's learn how to win. Learn how to win championships. And he did that by allowing Jordan to understand how to trust his teammates. Again, Jordan's a great scorer. Like, one of the best low, like, at worst case, on a bad day, top three <laughs> in the history of the game. So, he taught him to understand how to how to trust his teammates 
how to make the extra pass, where you had John Paxton and Steve uh, Kerr hit those open threes in crucial moments. That was Phil Jackson. That was Phil Jackson, ladies and gentlemen. Now, James Jordan and Gus, and Gus Lett. These were Jordan's father figures. Jordan needed a support system outside of the team because, you know, you got to be the, the, the mean, animosity-type player that Jordan needs to be in order to galvanize the troops. But, you know, he's also human, too, so he needs to go to somebody and vent, and that's what his father, James Jordan, was and what Gus Lett was, his second father. That, that, that's, how Gus, that's how he looked at him. Now, and Gus was like an older gentleman who... You know, Jordan kind of looked up to and kind of humbled Jordan a little bit. So again, shout outs to them. Again, this is in no order, ladies and gentlemen. They were probably they would probably be number one along with Jordan's mother. Um, but again, there we go. Now, Scottie Pippen, of course, the second fiddle to the Jordan and the Bull saga. Uh, you can't mention Jordan without Scottie. I mean, I don't really need to harp on it too much. We, we, you know, we can go ahead and just move right on past him because we already know how it is. This last one is the one I think you guys are going to really be a little trippy over. I think Jerry Krause is the MVP for Jordan. I mean, now, but just, I know you calling me stupid, crazy, whatever it is, what it is. Now, throughout all the adversity, all the management issues, all the drama, Krause still produced a quality team. I'm sorry, quality teams, which resulted in the Bulls becoming a dynasty. Yes, you had Jordan, who did a lot of the heavy lifting, but still, he was able to form that team, or those teams. Now, Jordan also loves to have chips on his shoulder. There ain't too many chips on your shoulder larger than your own management not really believing in you, believing in you and your team. So with that anger, with that passion, with that fuel, with that drive, that can cause Jordan to get over the hump, yeah, that was Jordy, uh, that was Jerry Krause in management right there. So Jerry Krause has been getting a lot of slack over the years. I'm gonna keep him as the face. I think that's the that's the only way to do it at this point. Like others were to blame, but we're gonna keep it with Jerry Krause. But we also acknowledge others were to blame. But again, they're MVPs as well. All right, quarter four. What if Jordan wasn't 6-0? Would he still be considered the GOAT? Like, I, I, I kind of thought about it for a second. And I, I looked at his, his, at his resume, his finals resume. He played against the Lakers, the Trailblazers, the Suns, the Sonics, and the Jazz twice, okay? Now, let's go down these teams because, again, all of them are quality teams, okay? Uh, if you lose to the Lakers... You're losing to Magic Johnson and company. Magic Johnson, Kareem, James Roy, all them. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you make Magic 6-3 and three for his career. Now making him a, highly can a high candidate to become the GOAT. And on top of that, that gives, you, that gives him one over you as opposed to the one over him like you have. So you can't, and like, you, like, he couldn't have lost that one to be considered the good. Like that's out of like that's that's not for discussion. Losing to Clyde could be seen as elevating Clyde. Uh you know Clyde is a Hall of Famer. Uh he's an NBA champion. 
He didn't ride the coattails of Kareem the Dream Olajuwon, but he did play the second option, aka the second fiddle. Now, this one might be okay, but this also would probably be a worse loss out of the possibilities on his final resume. So, like, no disrespect to Clyde. Like, but Clyde was not the most talented of the teams that we played. Like, like, this Blazers team was not the most talented team, okay? Just saying. Now, losing to the Suns and Charles Barkley, one that gives Barkley a ring that, and, and, and now no one has the ability to clown him. Nobody, right? And then two, you lose, you meaning Jordan, lose to the MVP of that year. You might be able to get away with this one. You might be able to get it. The story could be, okay, you know, Charles had an excellent year. Their team was hot and they caught y'all slipping or like, or they, 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 they just performed well. I don't know what to tell you. Like stuff happens. It is what it is. You might be able to let that one slide. Losing to the Sonics. You're losing to a defensive player of the year, which hurts your scoring legacy because Jordan's known as a scorer. Nobody can stop Jordan. Well, if you have Gary Payton on, who stopped you or slowed you down enough to the point where you guys lose, I think that hurts your legacy. Okay, And then to be honest with you, you had Sean Kipp and Gary Payton going up against Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and Dennis Rodman. It's kind of leaning in the Bulls' favor. So, I don't know if you losing to the Sonics helps you at all. Now, you lose to the Jazz. You play to the Jazz. And if you lose to them twice, that's that's a no-no. If you lose to them once, preferably the first time, I think that'll be okay. Because then on the last time that y'all last year, you play, you win, you go out on a good note. It's not six, it's five, but it's sufficient. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is what it is. It's cool. So, in closing, Jordan could have only lost to the Suns or the Jazz once. One time. Because to be considered the GOAT. Because if you lose twice, you're now behind Kobe. You know, like, and because you have four rings as opposed to five. You're behind Tim Duncan. You're, you're tied with Shaq. You are behind magic you're barely above bird like you drop substantially now i just want to highlight that this is the greatness of jordan because he has that much wiggle room like it takes two games just to change or it takes two finals losses to change his whole status that's a lot that is a lot low-key so salute to jordan again a 5-1 record losing to either the jazz Preferably the first time. And the Suns, he'd be just fine. I thought that was pretty interesting, though. All right, everybody, that's all the time I have for you all. Thank you all for listening to the podcast. I really and truly do appreciate it. Please continue to subscribe to anybody who's anybody. And again, please continue to give me feedback. I appreciate everybody who sent me feedback so far. Thank you all for the honesty. For the honesty. It, it, it only helps me out, like, honestly, so I hate saying honestly too much. <laughs> but no, seriously, hope you all have a wonderful time and enjoy the rest of your week. See y'all next time.